I'm Becky Hennessy. This is Living Through, Episode 75, Self-Care Truth Bombs, Part 2. Hey there. This is Living Through, a podcast for partners who have been betrayed, who are living through as they recover and heal and reconnect. Hey guys, I am just going to jump right in to today's episode. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 74 yet, go back and listen to that first. I know you, you sneaky sneaker. <laughs> you you want to skip ahead to like the last chapter of the book, right? I would love for you to listen to episode 74 first and you will see why before listening to this episode, episode 75. And that's simply because basic self-care is so crucial prior to this advanced self-care. Now, there's a couple of things in this advanced self-care that's going to kind of happen in tandem with the basic self-care. But for the most part, we've got to hammer out those five basic daily things that are a part of self-care before we can jump into these advanced self-care things. Do you have your bag of peanut butter M&Ms? Because I'm going to be saying self-care a lot in this episode as well. Every time I say it, pop one of those suckers in. (laughs) Okay, here are five advanced self-care strategies. Again, these are in no particular order. And a lot of them are going to happen simultaneously with some of the basic self-care. But if you're really going to dig deep into these and consistently practice them, let's make sure that those five dailies are happening. A major advanced self-care strategy is to figure out and establish boundaries. Now, depending on what you feel is right for you, you may have to do that early on, again, simultaneously with some of those basic self-care strategies, those dailies, but boundaries are crucial. You may have to do an in-home separation or an out-of-home separation. You may have to have some boundaries in regards to physical intimacy. You may have some boundaries in regards to uh, who you talk to about certain things, whatever. There are some that you may need to come up with before you move on a ton in your healing and in your recovery, but it is something that is very crucial. And to me, it's an advanced self-care strategy. One thing that I think a lot of folks miss in regards to the importance of boundaries is the importance of figuring out and really identifying core values. Now, that's a whole nother podcast episode because I can talk about that for an entire hour. But get really clear on your core values with your therapist, the things that you value the most. There's lots of different ways that you can do that. I can link a couple of things here. Um, I know Brene Brown in her book, Dare to Lead, she has a values exercise that she does. And there's also, uh, I think it's called the confidence gap. There's a values exercise in there. So I can I can try to link those so that you can look into that. But that's crucial in boundary setting. And we missed the boat on that a ton. So once your five dailies are happening pretty consistently, there are a lot of really good books out there to help you in regards to how to establish boundaries, what boundaries to establish, and all those kinds of things. I love the book called Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. 
Uh, again, Brene Brown talks a lot about boundary setting in a lot of her books. She has a really great YouTube clip on boundaries. Maybe I can link that as well. There's a book called I Don't Have to Make Everything All Better by Gary and Joy Lundberg. That's a really good boundary setting book. A specialized therapist who specializes in trauma or specializes in betrayal trauma can help you identify how to word some of those boundaries if you're not sure. But boundaries are definitely self-care. Another advanced self-care tool is called pruning. Now, when we prune shrubs or trees or bushes, we do it so that sunlight can get to the spots that it needs to, so that air can get through the trees or whatever it needs to do, and also so that the branches can grow stronger to support the fruit or whatever is growing. Pruning and self-care means that you prune duties, responsibilities, extra, excess, relationships, interactions with social media, Pruning is about taking a really hard look at what is in your life, what you're doing, what you've got going on, who you're interacting with, and deciding what is most important, and then deciding what can go. You only have so much brain space. You only have so much energy. You only have so much time. Pruning is really important as you cut out those things that are not as important and strengthen those things that are, it allows you to be able to navigate this recovery and healing world with more energy and with more strength. Number three is to unplug. Now, because of the nature of the betrayal, sometimes both the betrayer and the betrayed are like, sign me up. Yes, let's unplug. Please know that unplugging is more than just staying off certain sites or staying off the internet. Unplugging means that we intentionally step away from electronics and from screens. So I suggest a daily or weekly practice of unplugging. Now, maybe it means that we put our phones to bed at a certain time. I have personally stopped sleeping with my phone. My phone's taking it pretty hard, but we're getting through it. So I plug my phone in to charge in a completely different room. And so that's my daily practice of self-care. That's one of my daily practices is unplugging from my phone so that I can sleep better. There's a lot of research about how having your phone next to your side of the bed isn't helpful. I'm not going to go into that. You can ask the Google and it can explain that. But some kind of regular practice that takes you away from those screens can be awesome. Now, here's the thing. We are going to stay in our lane initially in regards to this. Obviously, if there are some boundaries that you guys need to have in your coupleship or if you need to have them in your own life or whatever in regards to unplugging and in regards to what to stay off of and what to not interact with, that's fine. I understand that. What I'm saying is you've got to worry about yourself in this department If we say to our kids, eat your vegetables first, and you pull out a bowl of ice cream and eat a bowl of ice cream before you eat your vegetables first, our kids are going to kind of look at us funny and be like, wait, what? 
So what I mean by that is taking this out of like a betrayed space for a hot minute and putting it into just generally speaking, if we're going to say, okay, we need to not have phones at dinner time, that's just going to be a rule and we're not going to have phones at dinner time and that's going to be your self-care of unplugging, then we also do not have our phones at dinner time. If we say, you know what, we're not okay with you, child, having your phone in your room because it can get really tricky and because we just want those in community areas or whatever the reason is. For me, it's because I want my kids to get sleep and that's primarily what they do in their rooms. (laughs) Then we also have to have our phone out of our room. Like we get to lead out and we need to consider us being as involved in that as other people. This isn't a situation of, okay, look at all the rules that I can impose on everyone else, but not have to follow them. That's what I'm saying. Make sense? Okay. That's, I'm off my soapbox. All right. I'm going to do an entire episode on reaching out because I have come to find that it has been such a crucial part of my own healing and of my own recovery. But reaching out is a very awesome way to take care of yourself. Reaching out goes beyond talking to your church leader. Reaching out may be that y'all need to reach out to get some specialized therapy in regards to betrayal. I say specialized because... Not every therapist is aware of all the different layers of betrayal trauma or relational trauma. Not every therapist is aware of all the different layers of addiction. And so particularly in this space or even in trauma in general, it's really good to have someone who specializes in that, who specializes in addiction, who specializes in betrayal trauma or who specializes in trauma in general so that they can walk you through this therapeutic process and so that it can be something that's really, really helpful. So reaching out may be to get specialized therapy. Reaching out may mean attending a support group. There's a ton that have become support groups online now since this whole pandemic thing. And there's also plenty that are in person. That may be as the betrayer or as the betrayed. Reaching out may mean that we talk to a trusted family member or a friend or a safe other. A lot of times we are confused or hesitant or worried in regards to reaching out. Who do we reach out to? How do we reach out to them? And initially in the first weeks after trauma has occurred, after betrayal has occurred, after betrayal trauma has occurred. We just, we don't know. We don't know how to go about doing that. I have come to find that there is a section uh, that's actually in the support guide that is provided by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can find it on their website. They have a support guide that is it's called support guide help for spouses and family of those in recovery uh it's also if you are a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints or not you can have the gospel library on your phone too and you can find it there under life help if you just click on that then you can find it they have a really good measuring tool i would say as to what 
to consider when you're considering reaching out. And so I'm just going to share that with you quickly. I just want to make sure that I'm giving credit where credit is due, where it's coming from. And I'll try to link that as well in show notes. So what is recommended in that space is uh, I'm looking at the section that says seeking the right support. It says we may not always have a positive experience as we reach out to others. While an individual may love us, he or she may be misinformed, misguided, or unable to help. However, a bad experience should not deter us from finding the support that we need. It's important to consider what resources or individuals are appropriate sources of help, when and how to share personal struggles with others, and how to use wisdom in deciding what is safe to share. Some questions to consider include, will the person I'm sharing with be able to provide me with support? Will he or she have my best interest at heart as well as those of my loved ones? Will he or she keep the information confidential and be non-judgmental? Is he or she mature enough and ready to receive the information or will it be harmful to him or her? So again, I'll link that, but those are really good questions to consider when you're figuring out who would be a safe other for you or who would be somebody that would be a good fit to reach out to. I cannot speak loudly enough about reaching out. I'll give you a little plug. So I'm going to quickly review the five basics from the last episode I'll go over these ones again, and then I'm going to give you kind of a list. It's a working list. I add to it and stuff like that as I go. This is a list that in my own group that I attended, we talked about and have created. It's some stuff that I have gotten from other people off the internet. It's also just some stuff that I've noticed in my own life. So anyway. Okay, brief rundown. Five dailies, so these are your basic self-cares. Drink more water, eat three meals a day, get quality sleep, move your body intentionally, and do something to hygienically take care of yourself. If you want more meat, go back to episode 74. The ones that we talked about today, setting boundaries, which also includes getting really clear on your values, pruning, taking out what you don't need, leaving what you do, unplugging, and reaching out. Those are nine different self-cares that you can start to try on. I would start with the basics, but you can add the other ones in as you need. All right, here are some other things. This is how simple self-care can be. You ready? I'm just going to start listing them off. Buy yourself flowers. Cry. Listen to music. Sing like nobody is listening. Really loud at the top of your lungs. Dance like nobody's watching, all in. Dance it out is what we call it at our house. Take a nap. Read a non-recovery-related book. Listen to a non-recovery-related podcast. Light a candle. Discover new scents. Discover new restaurants or hangouts. I see that because smells can be really triggering. Scents can be really triggering. Um... In the space that I noticed like for myself when I would put on a certain lotion or put on a certain body spray, it would remind me of a memory of a time when I thought I was living a completely different life than I actually was living. 
and it creates a lot of grief sometimes. So discovering new scents means like go out and find something different, something you've never worn before perfume-wise or lotion-wise or whatever, and discover new smells that you can attach new memories to. Smell is one of the most triggering um, memory-related things that can happen sometimes. And then discovering new restaurants and hangouts is for the same reason, right? Like there may be some hangouts or restaurants that are triggering, so go find some that aren't. Unload your kids. Yes, that is (laughs) self-care. Go do something fun with your kids. Some folks feel like good self-care is completely unloading the kids. And some folks feel like, no, I don't want to unload my kids. I actually want to be with them. That's self-care. So go do something fun with them. Go for a walk. Go to bed at a decent time. Brush and floss your teeth. Keep a social commitment or cancel a social commitment. Take your medication Take your vitamins, take your supplements. You hear how simple self-care can be. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be something that you spend a ton of money on. It does need to be something that is consistent for you. I say this every episode, but it's true every episode. I am so grateful for the opportunity that I have to spend even just a little bit of time with you in your day. I understand about how important your time is. And so please know that I am aware of that time spent and I'm super grateful for it. If there's something that has stood out to you or if there's something you have more questions about, feel free to email me, Becky, B-E-C-K-I-E at BeckyHennessy.com. I am not on social media. So if you go and follow me on Instagram, you'll notice I haven't posted for months and months and months and months. And same story on Facebook. So the best way to connect with me is through this podcast or through my newsletter that I send out about once, maybe twice a month. And that you can become a part of by just going to my website, Becky Hennessy, B-E-C-K-I-E-H-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y.com. And then you just put your information in one of my drop boxes or whatever, and then you will be able to be a part of that newsletter as well. I don't want to inundate your inbox with newsletters. So it really is once or twice a month. And it's when I have something to share, or I have something to say. So I wish I could tell you, it's the second week of every month. No, it just comes out when there's something that needs to be said, because I want to make sure that you're getting uh, quality content and not necessarily quantity content. So Those are some ways to connect to me. Again, if there's questions or anything like that, feel free to email me. I will reply back. I'm reading every single email that you guys are sending. And I am so, I feel like honored is such a watered down word, but I am just humbled by the opportunity to be able to hold your hearts, the stories that you guys are sharing with me. I'm reading them. I'm hearing them. I'm trying to be better at replying back to those emails, but I'm not there yet. So I'm working on it. Anyway. Thank you all. Thank you for being here. All right, y'all. Keep living through whatever that means for you this next week. We'll talk soon. 